0: You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. Altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once in a lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Mind Body Music Show. I'm your host, Madeline Moon, and this is episode 203, where we are talking about why you want to get started now, ASAP, pronto. Whatever that idea is, whoever that person is that you want to date, whatever that city is you want to move to, that invention you want to create, the conversation you need to have. This is why you need to do it ASAP. What I'm going to be speaking on more specifically today is going to be getting started on, let's say, business ideas, that blog you want to create, the podcast you want to launch, the book you want to write. I'm going to be speaking more in the realm of that arena so that I can get specific because if I'm just talking very general, I'm going to be giving you very general things like it's great to get started early. It will make you feel good. And I need to get specific on this one. And this is a topic that's critical. It's extremely important to your overall well-being, your health, but not just that, but your authenticity. If you want to really step into who you are, your dreams are a part of that. (laughs) They're a big part of that. And whenever you go after your dreams, you become more confident. Then the confidence comes after. It is not a prerequisite. So that's why it's important for me to share this in the form of a podcast, because I can't really just do an Instagram story and do it justice. Nay, even one podcast is not enough to talk about how important this really is, but I'm going to do my best to at least plant the seed and we can continue the conversation over in the comments for this or on my Instagram. I always love receiving y'all's questions and your comments on how the podcast affected you. So if you wanna add on there, please feel free to go over to my Instagram, Madeline Moon, and we can talk about it some more. Before we go into the five reasons why you want to get started with XYZ, ASAP. I want to give a warm shout out to the new show sponsor. The show sponsor for this episode is FabFitFun. Who else has tried FabFitFun? Who else has ever tried a subscription box? If you don't already know about it, it's a full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products box their spring editors box is epic and it has products like free people eye masks beauty and skincare products from Kate Somerville and Tarte a mug by Aisha Curry and that's really just the beginning of it so if you don't want to miss out I highly encourage you to go ahead and go over to fabfitfun.com and use the code MINEBODY so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Subscription boxes are basically like Christmas, but getting to have Christmas seasonally because you never really know what you're going to get. And I think it's a wonderful way to have this little gift of self-care, of self-love. It's an act to yourself. So I was stoked to bring them on as the show sponsor because they represent what I'm all about. I love fitness. I love fun. I love beauty. And I love treating myself more than all those other things. I think that Giving yourself a a surprise gift is a really wonderful way just to have something to look forward to. So like I said, head on over to FabFitFun and use the code MINDBODY, all in caps, and get $10 off. Okay, the next thing I wanted to say, I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for your abundance of comments on the sexual shame Unpacking sexual shame podcast that I released the other week. Whoa. I wish that everyone could be in my shoes just to see how alike so many of our experiences are. If you think that would serve you to know... More about other people that resonated with that podcast. If you if you resonated with it, then go read the comments on that Instagram post that I I shared just about the the podcast. Um, I I received so many comments of people saying, oh my gosh, I so experienced this as well. I'm still recovering from it. I'm working through it. Thank you for this episode. It's helping me realize I'm not alone. It's helping me realize I need therapy around this. It's a problem that finally needs attention and love. Like I got an abundance of comments. So I want to say thank you to everyone that took the time to implement that conversation I had over there into their own lives, to do that work, the self-reflection, the the deep diving, the conversations with your partners, that s- simply talking about it creates a catalyst for change. So it's this is one of those things I find that is really easy to push underneath the rug because it's so intense and because it brings up so many emotions. So Let's all support each other and create community around this. And if there's something I can do to help further that journey, I would love to know because here's the thing I'm new to this as well. And a lot of the emails included questions of what do I do now? Can you help me with this? Please point me to books. You guys, I don't know any of that stuff. That's why I'm talking about it because. I'm very new to it as well. I'm unpacking it. That's why the podcast is called Unpacking Sexual Shame, because I'm looking at it too. And I would love to be the person to dive uber deep into this behind the scenes so that I can serve you so With that said if you have something you find or you think would really help you let me know whether it would be a workbook or it would be a private facebook group or it could be a mini four-week course i could make this a project of mine to look at and it would take some time to be completely honest, because I would want to do plenty of research and plenty of understanding and reading. But if you guys already know that something would serve you or help you, whether it be accountability or one-on-one support, group support, I am all ears and I am so open to receiving that feedback. So feel free to email me, to uh, DM me on Instagram, contact me on Facebook. Let me know your thoughts. I just uh, got back from my trip from Israel, so uh, whoa, I hope you followed along on my Instagram with that journey. If you haven't, I still have the highlight up. If you go to my Instagram page, you'll see that I have the little bubble that says Israel, and you can watch basically my entire trip. I Instagrammed everything from the acro to the camels to walking down Jerusalem in the old city where Jesus walked and I put my hand where he put his hand and floating in the Dead Sea and doing acro at the Sea of Galilee and whoa like this trip was a trip of a lifetime I made so many friends so fast the acro community there is huge they're so loving the community is really strong everyone is really encouraging and I'm going to be honest with you guys, coming home has been a little harder with this trip than other trips. Normally, I don't experience those post-travel blues. In fact, I normally am craving to get back into my routine and I ju- jump right into the, the healthy food that I'm used to eating and the workouts and the journaling and the self-care time and being alone. And And this time I thought that was what was going to happen, but it's been interesting. It's actually been Um, A feeling of this void now of like, wow, I created this whole family and now I'm not with them and I'm really feeling it totally feeling and I woke up this morning and I was just feeling a hole in my heart that Israel filled. The, the country filled it, the people filled it, the food filled it, the acro filled it and it might sound dramatic but it doesn't feel dramatic right now. I'll be honest that I'm also experiencing some jet lag still. I'm waking up around 3 a.m. every morning and I'm awake tossing and turning for about two hours and I know that a lack of sleep can create extra emotional abundance, and maybe I'm experiencing some of that, but I also know that what I'm feeling is very valid, and I'm feeling all those feelings. I'm going to take some time to journal later today and unpack some of this stuff. There's that word again, and um, the best remedy for that, for any kind of post travel depression post-travel blues is to create um, a a support system so whether that is your physical support system of friends and family and mentors and coaches and texts and calls or it's a spiritual one of pulling out your tarot cards and reading your woo-woo books and lighting your palo santo and holding some crystals do it do it to it Just surround yourself with things that make you feel good, make you feel loved and seen and be vulnerable with someone. Tell them how you're feeling, someone who's not going to add to it or distract from the conversation and someone that can truly hold space for you. Okay, ready for this podcast episode? I think it's time we dive on in. Um, I'm talking today about the five reasons to get started ASAP. The reason why this is coming up so much right now is that if you listen to the episode I did with Marie Forleo, marketing and business online business guru, you heard that I was doing this uh, promo offering for anyone who signed up on my B-School team to have a free hour-long session with me. That's very, very uncommon for B-School affiliates to do. But I thought, hey, I want to do this. I want to have some one on one time with each person that signs up on my team. And I ended up having quite a big team. So I've had lots of opportunity to slow down with people who are joining B-School, who have joined B-School. The program is over now, but I'm getting the pleasure and the honor of speaking with these people and hearing about their business ideas, their blocks, their dreams, their money mindsets. And one thing that is coming up often and that's not just in these B-School peeps, but also in my one-on-one coaching clients is waiting to get started because, you know, that little thing that we all seem to have called perfectionism. Well, it is sneaky, sneaky because oftentimes when we are uh, listening to our perfectionism what we are calling it is waiting for the clarity or just wanting to get everything set up and aligned and you know we're not really sure what our logo colors are we don't have those photos set up or we don't really know what our, our message is or who our target market is and before we have all those ducks in a row and have all of our T's crossed and our I's dotted, we need to make sure we're really clear on that. And from a distance, it might look really smart to have everything understood and be really crystal clear and aligned, aligned with your passion and your mission and who you're serving. But what happened for me and what's happened with pretty much everyone I've ever coached is that you discover that along the way. You don't predetermine it. And then go out and do it. And if you do it that way, oftentimes you're kind of suffocated because you're telling yourself exactly what you have to do before you even give yourself the chance to discover what you want to do. You're getting really heady and you're getting out of your heart. You're thinking your way through what your passion is. You're not feeling your way through your passion is. So here's the first reason of why you should get started ASAP. If you're creating a business, um, and this again, like I said, this could really be with anything, if it's someone you wanna date or if it's a place you wanna move to, whatever goal you have, it will take time. So here is a specific example. I work with people who say, well, I want to launch my blog on, December 1st of 2018, because I think by that time I will have my website perfected. I'll have my my messaging and my copy written and proofread and my photos will be professional and I'll have my logo and I'll have all these Instagram pictures lined up, scheduled, ready to be posted throughout the next six months and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter if you have the most perfect, unified, delicious, insightful website. The minute you hit publish is not the minute that everyone comes running to your website. It takes time to build a following. And if we're talking about relationships, it takes time to build trust. It takes time to build intimacy. If we're talking about moving to a city, it takes time to get the movers ready. It takes time to pack to find a job over there. Right? So going back to the business though, a lot of times people think they need to have everything perfect because the minute they hit post or launch, It's black or white. Everyone is all of a sudden going to know you by whatever your messaging is. Thousands of people or hundreds of people are going to visit your website the minute you hit post, so it better be perfect. But the harsh truth is the very loving but kind of harsh truth is that when you hit publish on that blog or that podcast your mom and your cousins and your best friends are probably going to be the initial people to read it even if you are a genius and you're so wisdom filled and feminine or masculine or you have so much you have a very very impactful story of trauma and healing it still takes time Okay. Not only does it take time just for you, because you have to be consistent with what you're doing. You have to post every Wednesday or you have to continue to write. It takes time for people to start to trust you. They're not going to trust you from the minute you open up that Instagram account. It takes time and this is organic. You can't buy trust. You can go over to an Instagram service and try to get a whole bunch of followers that'll hopefully like your message, but you can't buy their trust. And you can't make readers revisit your website. You have to have enough content on your site so that they want to revisit it. And this is something that can be stressful, but it also should be a relief. It should be a relief because now you can know that you don't need to have everything perfect. You don't need to have 10 blog posts up from the minute you hit post or publish on your website because it's actually better to have those 10 posts sent out with time in between because that gives people a reason to come back. If you just automatically post all these different posts on there, well, maybe new visitors to your site might read all of them, but more than likely they're going to want to see you consistently show up. So you might as well save some of those posts and post them once a week. Now I'm not saying it's a bad idea to have posts ready to go. If you're just now launching your website, I think having at least three or four is a good idea, but you don't need to have 30. Okay. So here's the main thing here is don't expect to come out of the woodwork and have 5,000 followers or, um, an instant connection with the man of your dreams if if it's if you're thinking about this in terms of dating whatever you're desiring to create will definitely take time and this time is organic time you need to to show up this podcast has been running for over 4 years and i've got now over 2 million listens But whenever I first started it, like I said earlier, it was just a couple people that were tuning in. So the reason why I can continue to show up, even if only five people were listening from the start, is not because I wanted to please those five people. Now, listen, this is very, very, very important. This is something I repeat to all of my clients over and over. The reason why I continued to show up was not to please those five people or actually even to save the world, it was because I was having fun. Podcasting was so much fun to me, is so much fun to me, that I don't care if people drop off, come and go, or I have people that subscribe or leave or whatever. I'm going to keep doing this because I enjoy it. And that's why people probably listen is because you guys can tell I enjoy it. If I got on here with a negative attitude and I only talked about the same two topics or had the only few people on the podcast then you might get bored and it's probably because I'm bored but if I come up on this podcast and I ask questions with a beginner's mindset and I'm excited and I'm happy and I'm enthusiastic that is probably how you are going to feel when you listen because you feel my energy so don't create anything only to save the world or to help people. You can also help people but if your one sole purpose of launching that blog is to help people then your standard your measure the way you measure whether or not you should continue with the business is based on people's reaction. So how is that going to make you feel when you only have five people reading it if if you're the only way you know if you're doing a good job and you should keep going along with this site is whether or not people are responding to it. You're going to feel pretty crappy if you only have five people. Now, on the other hand, if you're starting this blog because you love it and you love writing and you love the idea of helping people and you would rather be of service to people, even if no one is visiting your website, at least you're doing it, then it's going to be successful. And then you're going to have fun with creating the site. So that's a really key point to note is whatever you're creating, you wanna create it from a place of enjoyment for you. And Elizabeth Gilbert writes about this in Big Magic. It's one of my favorite chapters to reference to clients who are getting fed up with not feeling successful in their business because they're not getting new followers or more emails. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this, that it is so important for you to do your art for you. I know it's a mind-blowing concept. It totally goes against the whole martyrdom mindset of for the cause, I'm going to write about this and spend all my waking hours dedicating my life to serving people for the cause. I'm not going to eat or sleep for the cause. No, that's not what we want you to do. We want you to eat. We want you to sleep. We want you to be well-rested, well-fed and well-energized and full of self-care and full of self-love and surrounded by a good community. We want you to be taken care of because when you are taken care of and you are creating a business for you, it will come across. It will come across as fulfilled and happy and that's why people will come back for more. Now, if the only reason why you're creating this business is to serve people and you are waiting on pins and needles for comments or for new subscribers and you feel crappy if you don't get a new subscriber every day, or you feel overjoyed if you do get a new subscriber, every day, you're attached to those two different sides. So if you're attached to getting new subscribers, you are also attached to losing them. It is not a bad thing to enjoy getting new subscribers, but it's different. It's different from attached. Attached is your moods, your emotions, how you feel about your business are based on whether or not you're getting those new followers. Enjoying is simply, well, I'll keep doing this no matter what. Cool. I'm glad people are following along. That makes me happy. It means that they're resonating with what I'm doing. But even if they weren't, I'd still be talking about this because it's important for me to talk about it. Does that make sense? Please let me know if it doesn't. All right, number two, whatever you're creating will evolve and change. So don't try to make it perfect from the start. A lot of times people wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to launch something because they're waiting for their messaging to be perfect. But I believe that the messaging is formed along the way and it will continue to change and evolve. It will not stay the same. If you've been following me from day one, then you know that my website used to be brown and pink and it had the ugliest font and there was no pictures of me. And it was just ugly. That was my first website. It was like Moon Fitness. And yeah, it was hideous. I wish I had a screenshot of it. And then the second website I had was still Moon Fitness and I had some cheesy... Um, line underneath it, some subtitle that was like, simplify, oh yeah, simplifying your diet and fortifying your body. And then it had pictures of me in a sports bra flexing my muscles. And then it was, then it turned into a food blog. You guys, mattymoon.com used to be a food blog. It was mindbodymusings.com, and it was food, it was sweet potato fries, and it was chicken tenders, and all these different things, and I got really into food photography, and then that started to evolve into Maddie Moon LLC, and that's when I got really clear on my podcast, and then I left writing about food and what I ate Wednesday and I moved into body image and diet recovery and then now we're here where I'm at now where my website is totally different different colors different logo different messaging and who knows where I will be next year I could be talking solely about relationships or I could be really 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 into talking about business building or still talking about the divine feminine masculine as much as I am now I don't know and that's part of me allowing myself to evolve and change. If I put myself into a box, then I would never, Oh, the business is really intertwined with who you are too. So if I put my business into a box, I also put my life into a box. If I tell myself I can only talk about relationships and the feminine, the masculine, then probably my day-to-day life is gonna be filled with only thinking about that. But since I know there's so much potential of things to talk about, sexuality, healing, trauma, jobs, relationships, um, depression, traveling, Food, fitness, acro yoga. there's so many different topics that I am open to expanding and evolving. If you are just getting started with your business, yes, it's important to have a starting foundation. I'm all about that. Figure out a, a subtitle or t- a title of your business and figure out a subtitle, something crisp, something clean, something that's direct about what you do. Um, that is a really great way to start and that doesn't mean that's the only thing you can ever talk about. Remember, people will follow you more often if you offer a variety of perspectives. They want to know about your both your personal life and your business expertise. They want to hear about your trauma, but they also want to hear about your healing. Another bonus tip is to think about the people you follow. I used to never walk in the footsteps of the people that I followed and instead I would be doing what everyone else said to do so for example uh, I had this one mentor that I was crazy about and I never did what he was doing instead I was doing what all the marketing gurus were doing like having online programs and courses and um, having affiliates and doing a newsletter once a week and this and that but yet the person I was following Sometimes had typos in what he wrote. He did these really organic raw videos. The way he responded to emails was super laid back and chill. And I thought, why am I not doing that? If I love him so much and I relate to what he does in his business and how he does it, why don't I chill out? Why don't I let myself be a little more organic? So think about the people who you actually crave to follow and what they're doing, what are they doing that you're not doing? And who are you trying to mimic, so to say? That you actually don't follow so if you're looking at other people that have these beautiful ebooks and courses and programs and you're trying to do that but it's not really feeling in alignment with you and you're struggling with it maybe it's because the person you really relate to and follow online isn't doing any of that they're posting organic and raw youtube videos and they put out a newsletter once a month and that's it maybe they have a podcast I often think, and I think it helps a lot to start to move more towards the people that you follow, that you love, and how they're doing things rather than the bright and shiny distractions. If they were working for you, you wouldn't be frustrated. You wouldn't be um, feeling stuck. It would be really fluid and effortless. Okay, maybe not effortless, uh, but it would be more in alignment. <laughs> There's still a lot of effort, but I, I do think that it, it is more effortless when you're doing something that feels good. So for, for me, now that I have found a way to um, fill my retreats in a way that feels good to me, it does feel like it's less effort. It's more intuitive. It's more flowy. And there's less stress. I used to try to fill them a totally different way by making these beautiful sales pages and emails to here and to here and to here and blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't work for me. And, and now I don't even have a sales page for my retreats. I do it totally different and it works really well for me. So number three, the best way to create something anyways is to start with baby steps. Getting started today could mean getting started with one small thing today. So when I say five reasons to get started ASAP, I don't mean five reasons to go ahead and push publish on a blog right now, today, by midnight. I, I mean, just start with these baby steps. Don't feel overwhelmed. Break it down. So maybe by Friday, you want to have um, a, someone picked out to do your logo. By next Friday, you want to have the logo in your computer. In uh, two and a half weeks' time, you want to have a color palette set. In a month, you want to have your domain purchased. Now, I'm, I'm making it... S- I'm really stretching it out. You could actually get a lot of that stuff done in two weeks' time. But I know many of you have full-time jobs and kids and very hectic lives to live. So if you have to spread it out that way, that's fine. But pick one small thing. Baby steps are the best way to create anything anyways. I created a course um, a while back called scripture food and healing it's no longer up but it was a six week course one email was written every single day and were sent out every single day and the way that i created that course was by writing one of those every single day just one so in six weeks weeks time it was completely finished i would write one email for that course every day and i'd also edit it that day so i didn't have to revisit and edit it later it was a great way to create this really big project, but break it down into tiny chunks. That's a wonderful way to go about things. So pull out your journal and start writing. What are five baby steps for this thing you want to create? If it's a podcast, maybe number one is the title. Number two is interviewing someone that has their own podcast, asking them questions. If you have a few things you want to get figured out. Maybe the next one is your artwork. Maybe the next one is your intro song. And then lastly, it could be getting the first episode recorded, right? And you could break that down and tackle one thing per week. Baby steps. There's nothing wrong with them. In fact, they're amazing. They're great. I highly recommend them. So that's your assignment. Whatever the project is that you've been thinking about while you've been listening to this podcast, break it down. Number four the domino effect. You should get started with whatever this creativity or creative project is in your head because by doing one thing, writing writing this book, writing that blog, starting this podcast, it's going to give you the confidence to start doing it in other areas of your life at this point you probably have more of an inner critic than you have an inner mentor speaking up in your head and that's why you're not getting started and you're waiting for the confidence to be there before you do the thing I know I certainly did this a lot when I got started coaching I was waiting until I had the confidence to be a coach instead of starting to coach and gaining the confidence. But that is how it worked. That is how it works for me time after time after time in so many areas of my life. Do the thing, then gain the confidence. Put that on a sticky, put it on your mirror because it's really valuable uh, advice here because That confidence comes with experience and you're going to flop and you're going to fail a few times and you're going to stumble over your actions or your words, but that's a part of the process. Stumbling does not make you uh, inexperienced. It makes you human and it makes this learning process, um, let's say it makes this learning process maybe not fluid, but it makes it possible because if you're perfect from the start, there's no learning. And you want to learn how to do the thing, right? So you have to start today. And the domino effect means that once you get started with this one project you're thinking about, it's going to start to ripple in other areas. When I got started with the co- with coaching, I got started then with um, being more proactive about my dating life and asking out people because when I created confidence in one area, it started to spill over and I had less fear because I realized that oftentimes those fears of what of what could happen the worst that could happen those things that were holding me back were just false so now when fears come up about other things it's easier for me to do it anyways to ask out that cute guy and maybe get a no to ask that that person if they want to be a podcast guest and maybe get a no maybe get a yes you would be so surprised how easy. It can be to start doing those things that you once thought were scary, even going to a party, even if you have social anxiety or starting to reach out to people that you've been wanting to get coffee with for a while. Those fears that come up in your head, typically they're just that inner critic's voice trying to keep you safe, but also trying to keep you small. So one of the reasons you really should get started with this project that's on your mind is because once you get started here, I kid you not, you're going to get started in other areas, really profound other areas that are going to launch you forward in life. The last thing is really related to what I just said, but I'm going to say it anyways. Your fears are usually BS from your inner critic. Sometimes you have to do the dang thing to realize. So I just want to make that very clear. The last one was the domino effect, things will start to pop up in your life as opportunity after opportunity, and you will start to take advantage of it. And the next one is knowing that when those fears come up, it's just this voice trying to keep you safe, but also keep you small. You are allowed to acknowledge those fears and say, why, thank you, inner critic. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. I appreciate you, but I'm going to try to do it anyways. And you know what? Whatever you do could end up being embarrassing. You could, quote, fail. You could, quote, Uh, mess up or get frustrated whenever I was in middle school I had this experience that's almost like things you don't even think would ever happen like you know when you do a presentation everyone's like you're gonna do great and normally the person does great and they were worried about nothing well I tried out to be a cheerleader when I was in middle school and everyone was like you're gonna do great and I thought yeah I probably will do great y'all I completely froze I don't mean just like um, one second of a blip of forgetting my routine, but completely froze and ran out of the gym crying. It was horrifying. It was traumatic. I did this routine, stopped midway. The judges were just staring at me. I go, uh, 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 uh and I just started crying and I ran out. Um, sometimes that stuff happens. Uh, and it's, it's not, I'm not sharing this to scare you. I'm more sharing this to make you laugh because, It's a funny thing to imagine, but also because these experiences, you know, sometimes they happen. We we all probably have really embarrassing moments from our past, but chances are, if things are aligned, they are going to work for you. Even if you end up crying and stumbling out of a room, there is something in that experience that can teach you something, Looking back, I'm super grateful that I didn't end up following that path because I had a different path that was ahead for me. I was not supposed to be your cheerleader. No, no, no. Not where I was supposed to end up. And I know, of course, it's easy to see that in retrospect, but what I'm really taking away from that experience is not to take life so seriously. Like, it's it's kind of funny. And I think that when you're in those moments, it's hard to laugh about it, but If you don't take life so seriously you're able to handle those failures a lot easier you're able to not you're able to actually try out try out because you know that if you do goof up or mess up you won't take it like the end of the world you can laugh so start to sharpen that skill now think about some times in your life where you have embarrassed yourself or if you have failed, and look at how maybe that opportunity was a blessing in disguise, how it was kind of funny, and think about how could you have laughed about it, or I don't want to use the word gotten over it, but worked through it faster. And if you can realize that those experiences aren't as traumatic as they were in that moment, you're not going to fear the possibility of it repeating itself again. Probably won't be as traumatic as some of those things have happened but if you can if you can face rejection you can reface and you can face some failure in your life without being so paralyzed by it you're going to start taking more risks okay you're going to start taking more risks when you know you can handle the rejection you don't fear it anymore there's no reason to hold back if you don't have a ton of followers you're okay because you're doing it because you love it You know you can bounce back if you embarrass yourself. You know you can move through it. You know life is funny and funny things will happen and it's okay. So I am leaving you on this note encouraging you to get started with whatever it is now. Maybe you need accountability. If you need coaching, feel free to go to my coaching page. I would be happy to email with you and see what you're trying to create in your life. Read some of the testimonials on there. If you need uh to set some time every week for yourself maybe a thursday evening do that begin to cultivate an environment and a life that promotes you feeding that creative energy because it's calling for you for a reason you're listening to this podcast for a reason you're looking for external permission to get started today but what you need right now is internal permission i'm giving you all the permission that you need but The only way you're actually going to put it into action is if you do it yourself and you tell yourself that it's time, you're ready. Thank you for listening to this episode. We've got an awesome one lined up for next week. I can't wait to see you there.